The markets are going down. Is it the end of the world? Today, I am here to be the antidote to fear and uncertainty. Whenever markets turn negative, people often ask, should I get out? Should I sell? Should I go to cash? Should I go to gold? Hmm. Today, we're going to talk about what you can do when emotions are high and you see your portfolio dropping. There are a number of factors at play when we see markets move. You need to be aware of what's going on behind the scenes so you can recognize it and respond accordingly. You've saved, sacrificed, and invested for years. Now, you're no longer getting a paycheck from a job. So the big questions for retirement is this. How do you retire with enough income to live the lifestyle you always wanted without the fear of running out of money, going back to work, or becoming a burden on the people you love? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Patrick McNally, and welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. Hey guys, welcome to Retirement Lifestyles. I am your host, Patrick McNally. Uh, markets are starting off the year, seeing some frequent surges of volatility, and that can be stressful for a lot of people, especially if you're checking on your portfolio and watching it take a little bit of a beating since the first of the year. Here's a question for you. Could these jitters, though, turn into a correction where the market could drop 10% or more? Of course it can. Absolutely, it could do that. Should we panic and freak out? No, definitely not. And I want to give you a couple of reasons why. First and foremost, volatility, i.e. risk, and corrections are normal and occur regularly. In fact, a pullback of 5% happens at least once a year. We can expect to see a serious 10% correction about every 18 months in that true old-school bear market about once every six years. Here's the flip side. Just as quickly as markets drop, they can rise again. And a great example of this was Monday, January 24th. In fact, the day that I'm recording this podcast. From the opening, the market started off down over 600 points. And it looked like it was basically going to be a bad Monday to kick off the week. At one point, the Dow was down over 1,000 points. It was brutal. And then something happened. About an hour before the closing bell, it started to rise and eventually finished the day with a positive 99 points. It was unreal. Here's the thing. Since 1974, the S&P 500 has historically gained 24% one year after the bottom of a market correction. Now here's the deal. It doesn't mean that the past can predict the future, but it can be a useful guide because history rarely repeats itself, but it often rhymes. If you're not in the market when it moves, you're going to lose out on all of those gains. Now I can see you shaking your head and and asking, well, Patrick, then I can just get out before the bottom and then jump right back in. Oh, yes, if it were that easy, we'd all do it. But here's the deal. No one knows when the bottom is going to happen until it's passed. And what happens is the selling risks missing out on the entire thing. 
So basically that leads us to point number two, timing the market doesn't work. Let me give you a little, a little quote here. I want you to remember this quote. To be successful in the market requires time in the market, not timing the market. What exactly does timing the market mean? That basically means that you know when to get out and when to get back in. Here's the deal. Nobody has a crystal ball. I joke all the time. My crystal ball is broken. But many people will tell you what's going to happen next. It actually kind of reminds me, do you remember that psychic hotline with Miss Cleo from the 90s where she was like, call the 1-800 number, pay a few dollars and I'll tell you your fortune. I don't know why that popped into my head. Um, but here's the deal. Nobody can predict the future. It doesn't work. Yet you flip on the TV and some talking head is going to tell you exactly what's going to happen tomorrow and why. Media drives the markets and the news is why the markets behave. But if you can't tell me what tomorrow's headlines are going to be, what makes you think that someone can tell you what's going to happen with the market? The news drives the markets. Simple. That's, that's why the markets go up and down. So what you need to do is take a long-term perspective, and that's what I mean by time in the market, not timing the market. Let me give you a couple of ideas about what you can do with your portfolio. Now, obviously, my disclaimer, this is not investment advice. Think about this, check it out, talk to your advisors. But it's just an idea because a lot of you have heard of what's called the 4% rule. And to make a long story short, 4% rule means that as long as you only sell 4% of your portfolio each year for income, you should be okay. This is the type of planning that came out in the 90s. Um, it's, it's simplistic. It's the easiest possible way. I say it's the lazy way to generate income from your portfolio. Just simply sell a portion of the portfolio and get your money out. Now, that's all bright and rosy when the markets are going up, but it hurts a little more when the market's going down. Because if you look at your portfolio and say you're down 20%, but you got to pull out another four because you got to pay your bills, well, you're not down 20, you're down 24. The fact of the matter is, it takes you a whole lot more in gains to make up that 24. Um, than the market usually can give. So that's the 4% rule. Let me give you kind of an alternative to that. What if you use a dividend portfolio? What if instead of owning mutual funds or ETFs and doing the 4% rule, because when you own an ETF or a mutual fund, guys, you don't actually own the stock. You own a percentage of the fund, but you don't actually own the stocks inside the fund. So you don't have any control over what's bought and sold. You don't have any control over the dividends that some of those companies pay in because you own a portion of the fund. Now, conversely, if you owned just the stock positions themselves, say you owned stock in company XYZ and it paid you a dividend each and every year, you can separate the dividend from the stock price. What that essentially means is if you need income from the portfolio, the dividends come in, say they come in quarterly. That dividend comes in no matter what that stock price is doing. Stock prices change every day. Stock prices lie to you. They change every day. But those dividends, that's paycheck because you actually own the stock. And as a owner of the company, 
you need to get paid. That's what a dividend is. It's a share of the profits from the company. So that's a simplistic view of how dividends work. But here's what happens when the markets are going down, which is why I believe that a dividend portfolio may be a good portfolio to have for retirees, for example, that need income from their portfolios. Because if you're spending that dividend income, you can let the market do what the market does. Dividends are paying in. You're getting a paycheck from that. Whatever the stock price is doing, you have no control over that. That's okay. Separate out the dividend. Go spend the money and have fun. Here's another example of why dividend portfolios are really cool. What if you don't need to spend the dividend? Hmm? What if you could reinvest those dividends coming in every month or every quarter? And the market's down. Oh, man, that is a recipe. That's like a half-price sale at Kohl's. That's when you're supposed to buy when the stocks are down. Remember, buy low, sell high? The problem is most people do that backwards. But in a dividend portfolio, you can do that. You can set that up. Those dividends come in. If the stock price is down, you're buying more shares. But you're buying a whole lot more of them because they're cheaper. One of these days, that stock's going to go back up. Don't worry about that. That's, that's time in the market. And later on down the road, you now are just going to have more dividend income because now you own more shares. You see where I'm going with this? It can get really exciting. So I want to have you consider that maybe the way that you invest in retirement is different than when you were working. See, when you were working, you got a paycheck. You paid your bills with a paycheck. You, you put money in your 401k. You weren't really that worried about the market because you weren't going to retire for like 25 years. You left it alone. You should have that sense, that peace of mind, continuing in retirement. But you may need to invest a little bit differently to get there. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to end with these thoughts. Bad headlines sell. That's why we see them all the time. The reality behind them is usually much more complex and market movements shouldn't be accepted at face value. The reason you pay a professional to look after your financial life is so you can share your worries and have someone help you take action or help you take no action. So if you got questions about what's going on with these markets and what you should do next, feel free to schedule a call with me. The call is free. Simply visit talktopatrick.com. I would love to chat with you, answer any questions that you have. Talktopatrick.com. When you go to that website, you're going to find my online calendar. Simply find a day and a time, and I would love to visit with you for 30 minutes or so. Um, if you want any of my retirement checklists, my reports, you can visit rlaplan.com. That's rlaplan.com. That's my website. Thank you for listening, and I wish you the best in retirement. If you got something good out of the show, make sure you rate it. Give me a thumbs up and hit subscribe so you never miss out. Also, share it with your friends. Be sure to find me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. One more thing before you go. Remember that the information I talk about on this podcast is believed to be factual and up-to-date. But do not consider it as personalized investment advice and cannot be interpreted as an offer to buy or sell any securities mentioned. You need to visit with a professional advisor, tax, or legal counselor before implementing any of the strategies presented. My firm, Retirement Lifestyles Advisory Group, is registered as an investment advisor, and we only transact business in the states where we're properly registered 
to do so.